It's that time. Time for the Go I.O. Go podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. And this is podcast number five for the 2017 season. I'm joined by the publisher, Ian McMacken of Go I.O. Go. And without further ado, here's Ian. Well, there, you, there you go, Ian. Uh, the crowd, uh, the crowd's still here. They're still with us. So, how are you doing this afternoon? This evening, I guess it'd be more appropriate to say this evening. So, um, how's everything out there in Colorado? Things are going well. Um, I got a little uh, nicked up knee right now. Um, fortunately, the Cowboys aren't going to depend on me to play on Saturday. But besides that, hobbling around a little bit. The weather. Is good out here in Denver, and I certainly hope it translates into Laramie in a couple of weeks. And we have the two big home games coming up after Saturday. Well, the weather—I was looking at the weather this morning. Looks like it's going to be kind of cool up in Boise, which is not a bad thing. Um, when is the game now? Refresh my memory. Mountain Standard Time, eight fifteen kickoff. That means you're at ten fifteen. You're going to be watching at ten fifteen at night. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be on ESPN two, which is nationally televised. Um, so you're going to have all Saturday, day Saturday, to get ready for this game and maybe watch the Mountain West games and some other college action. And then we got that late kickoff. Well, you know, when we had the late games, there's the problem of my being on the East Coast, and you know it'll be ten, like you said. Uh, that's one problem. But when we had the games late like this, I have no excuse on getting out from honeydews and chores and that sort of thing. So that's kind of a drag. So I've got to do that all day. And then uh, the game comes at late and I struggle to stay with him. Of course, the Cowboys have been pretty exciting. So um, this last game was a nail biter. I was really, uh, I was hanging with them. So, um, you know, uh, they certainly uh, had the ability to keep me awake. Uh, did you go to the Utah State game, or did you just watch it? I did not go uh, to Logan. I actually sat here in my place, uh, watched the game via Internet, uh, Facebook. Great victory for the Cowboys. Um, I really can't emphasize enough what a, a, a big victory this was for Wyoming football because anytime you go on the road, get a win, it's always huge. But I think Utah State was a very tricky football game for the Cowboys they really needed to get off to a good, good start and win a football game on the road with such a tough group of teams coming up here in the next four to five weeks. So they found a way to get the victory. Um, I call it a gutty win. I call it a grit win. They found a way to make enough plays to get out from a team that had just come off a, you know, a, a tough loss was ready to go and play some football at home in front of their crowd. So watched it on the internet, the Facebook, uh, Appearance was great um, to see it. I'd re still rather watch him on TV, on national TV, but I wasn't complaining. I got to see him visually. Well, that's my thing. You know, um, I didn't have to go to a sports bar. I could watch it right here on my, uh, in my uh, home office here, right here in what I call, quote unquote, my studio. So uh, that's fine. And the quality was good. Now, the announcers, in my opinion, were a little Bush League, uh, except for the Cullen comment. The color commentator, he seemed to know what he was talking about. But 
all that cutesy stuff about, you know, talking in the crowd and people sending in their comments and stuff. I thought that was a little, oh, whatever. But, you know, it's still it's still a great feed, and uh, I didn't have any problems with it. I didn't have any lag or any of that. So uh, I think this kind of thing is a thing of the future. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, the Mountain West Conference uh, seems to be kind of going that way. Yeah, I think generally speaking, I think college conferences across the country are going to go this direction. And it's really hard to predict the future of how technology is going to change. And But we're certainly heading this direction. Uh, seems to be some more flexibility with this type of uh, broadcast. Um, I did not actually listen to the announcers. I actually turned the volume down. <laughs> so I, I watched the visual of the game. Um, I get a little annoyed sometimes uh, with with those announcers, but I guess A.J. Hawk, the former, I believe, Ohio State uh, player was actually, NFL player was actually doing the color commentating. But, um, but yeah, we're, I think in the future, this is kind of the medium that's going to happen. And uh, the Mountain West Conference is just trying to position itself uh, for the next few years to see what they want to do going forward with, uh, with this type of uh, setting. Well, you know, uh, the comments on the board seem to be fairly positive. I don't think we got too many raspberries on there about it. Uh, uh, again, my whole thing is I get to see it. Now, I'm a little, I'm like you. I try, I kind of like to listen to um, Dave and Kevin, uh, but there's like a 45-second a lag. They're about 45 seconds behind um, the action on the screen. So I kind of went back and forth. You know, I'd listen to them for a while, and then um, uh, then I'd go back and, and, and listen to um, listen to the commentators on TV. So I kind of went back and forth. And I have the luxury of having two computers on my desk here, two different ones, so I don't have to um, uh, stress one out getting one thing and stress the other computer out, uh, you know, having two things. So going running at one time. So it works out pretty good for me. I tell you what, uh, speaking of the U.S., uh, the U.S., the uh, Utah State game, uh, I have the play-by-play, courtesy, uh, the play-by-plays are courtesy of the UW Sports Properties and Learfield Sports. So if you're ready, let's listen to that. The Wyoming Cowboys took on the Utah State Aggies this past Saturday in Logan, Utah marking the Cowboys' first conference road game of the season. The Aggies opened the scoring first after taking advantage of an interception of Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen during the Pokes' first possession from scrimmage. Utah State kicked a field goal from the Wyoming's 27-yard line to make the score 3-0 with 11-29 remaining in the first quarter. A fumble recovery by Wyoming safety Andrew Wingard with 8.38 in the first quarter set up a tying field goal by kicker Cooper Rock with 4.48 remaining in the first quarter, making the score Wyoming 3, Utah State 3. Now Cooper Rock will try one from 21 yards out. Hash mark right. Snap is back. The kick is away. And it is good. And we are tied. The Aggies retook the lead. 6-3 with a 31-yard field goal with 19 seconds remaining in the first quarter. The Cowboys captured their first lead in the game, 9-6 with 9-14 remaining in the second quarter, following a one-yard plunge by quarterback Josh Allen for the touchdown. 
No question where they're going here. Allen up under center. Takes it himself. Reaches. Now he's in. That's a touchdown, Cowboys. Kicker Cooper Roth missed the extra point. Utah State retook the lead later in the second quarter with a 29-yard touchdown pass with 6.41 remaining, making the score Wyoming 9, Utah State 13. The Aggies extended their lead 9-16 with a field goal with three seconds remaining in the second quarter. Wyoming closed the gap in the second half to 15-16 following a pick six by defensive end Kevin Prosser with 8.46 in the third quarter. Cooper Ross extra point was good, tying the score 16 to 16. Roberts is split wide right on third and 11. Out of the gun, Love wants to throw. He throws it right to the Cowboys, picked off by Prosser. Prosser gets loose. Prosser is in for a Cowboy touchdown. The Aggies retook the lead 16 to 23 early in the final stanza with a four-yard rush with 12.40 remaining in the quarter. The Cowboys closed the scoring to 19.23 with a 29-yard field goal by Cooper Roth with 8.51 remaining in the game. Now Cooper Roth comes in. He'll try a 29-yard field goal. The kick is away, and it is good. Cooper Roth connects from 29 yards out with 8.51 to play here in the fourth quarter. Miami retook the lead for the final time in the game on a 28-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen to C.J. Johnson with 3.45 remaining in the game. Allen, out of the shotgun, takes the snap on first and 10. Pump fakes, now wants it all. Looks downfield, got a man. This is caught. Touchdown, Cowboys! C.J. Johnson with the catch and the score. Wyoming defensive end Carl Grandison added insult to injury by sacking the Aggies quarterback Myers in the end zone for a two-point safety with 37 seconds remaining in the game, making the score 28-23. Myers spins away at the end. Now he's going to be tackled for a safety. Carl Granderson gets to Myers in the end zone. That's a safety. And that should do it. The Cowboys will not only record the two points, but they'll get the football back with 37 seconds left. The Cowboys improved their record to 4-2 and two with the victory and reclaim the Bridger rifle. We want to thank Learfield Sports and the University of Wyoming Sports Properties for the game highlights. Ian, that's uh, that's the highlights. Um, so, what'd you think of those? Well, uh, I think the big part uh, with me is the defense. How the defense is playing um, athletically, this especially on the defensive line. This is as athletic uh, defense I think Wyoming's had in a long time defensively. Um, I really do think the capability uh, of this group. They seem to be playing with a lot of confidence. They seem to be making big plays. Uh, the two interceptions, one by Granderson and the other by Prosser, were impressive interceptions for defensive linemen um, and you know Wingard con- to, continues to play well um, we're getting good play out of Cash Malua um, so the defense right now I feel like the defense's position right now is good as it's been in a long time at Wyoming to go into a place like Boise State 
and uh, really do, you know, stay competitive just with, with their defense. Well, it was uh, heartening to see the offense, you know, even though they've been, you know, sputtering a little bit, uh, they, uh, uh, they, they, they they come through when it counts. You know, they came through in that fourth quarter, uh, that beautiful uh, 28, 29-yard uh, touchdown pass to uh, C.J. Johnson and, and then capping it off with the safety uh, on the defense. Uh, beautiful fourth quarter. So, I, you know, you can't really uh, ask for much more. And, um, you know, uh, there was a lot of discussion in um, – Bowles presser about, you know, uh, whether this was a confidence builder and, and that sort of thing. But I tell you what, why don't we listen to uh, Bowles opening statement from his uh, press conference on Monday. Anyhow, big, big week. Uh, we're really excited about going to Boise in a big, big challenge. A couple things in review. Uh, obviously, winning last week on the road was a uh, you know, a big, big step for our football program, a place that <clears throat> we've had a hard time um, playing uh, since I've been our head coach and even prior to that. You know, the turnover margin really was in our favor, which helped. And I think our football team learned a lot about ourselves and uh, teams changed during the course of the year. <clears throat> and so we're at the halfway point that we need to continue to improve. Uh, Looking at Boise State, I think, first of all, we want to credit Boise State's coaching staff and Coach Harson. It's obvious they've done a great job uh, bringing this football team along. As I look at tape on them through the year, they've improved. Um, you know, that's an indication to me that those players trust their coaches and they believe in their system. And they came up with a convincing win against a great football team, San Diego State, on the road. And so... Big, big step uh, for Boise State and a big, big challenge for us as we go to Boise and, and take them on. Um, a little bit that's unique about Boise, they're playing two quarterbacks, and that had not been what they had done, at least since I've been our head coach, Rippon and Cozart, both throwing the ball uh, well, uh, completing over 60% of the passes. And I think they're taking care of uh, the football. Uh, they've got a solid running game with Madsen. He's their leading rusher. The other thing that's really become apparent is their defense is very aggressive and they're strong at the point of attack. And I'm particularly uh, impressed with how they tackle, they cancel gaps, uh, they pressure the quarterback, they shut run lanes down. And so as a result, a big, big challenge there. And then obviously they're really, really strong on special teams. You know, they turn the field over, excellent punt returner. They, they were explosive against San Diego State. A little bit about our health. Uh, we're banged up, but I think everybody that played during this last week will play against Boise. And we're also encouraged. We think we'll have Caden Jackson back. Uh, and so that's going to be a guy that is a seasoned veteran player. We'll know a little bit more. But I would say right now it would be probable uh, for him um, uh, to return. I think the biggest thing that's giving us uh, our football team an advantage to win currently, I I believe we're third in the country in uh, turnover margin, and that's probably the most important statistic that there is. I think our defensive guys are doing a great job ball hawking, and we're doing a good job taking care of the football. Now, this is going to be a big challenge this week, but I know our players are excited about it. Uh, we're 2-0 and in the conference play. Uh, Boise setting really well, and so as you get into the heart of the schedule here, there's a lot to play for. So
Well, that was uh, Coach Bowl in his opening statement at his presser, and again, covering some of the things that we've said before. Uh, this Boise game um, is going to be really big for this team, and uh, it'll be the next step, I think, in their ma- uh, maturation process of the program. Uh, they were able to beat Boise for the first time in history at home this past season. So now we're going to see if they can take their act on the road and play in a in a what uh, Kevin uh, McKinney <laughs> said to uh, Dave at the end of the uh, Utah State game, a weird place to play. Yeah, that's the biggest challenge of, of the season, in my opinion. Uh, just because Boise State, now they're starting to play well. In addition to that, they're going to be extra focused with Wyoming. They remember what the Cowboys did last year in Laramie to them. Now they're starting to play well, and it, it is a difficult place to play. They get a good crowd, a loud crowd there that playing on the blue turf. They seem to play with a lot of confidence and edge at home. Expect that to happen. You can be a really good football team and go into Boise and actually lose a football game, so this is going to be a challenge. I think the Cowboys, uh, the big key here is their, I think their defense can hold its own. I think it's playing well. We've got to get this offense going. Uh, the offensive line needs to start getting uh, molding together, uh, playing together a little bit better, gelling so the it opens up running lanes for the running backs. When that happens, that's going to open up things for Josh Allen. So the key to the season is really that offensive line coming around a little bit better than they have, gelling. Now you're going to get four starters uh, back on the field that played together last year. Um, maybe this is the time the Cowboy offensive line can help take this offense to the next level. Well, Bull talked about that. He talked about Caden Jackson coming back and uh, the offensive line. When we met with our sports medicine staff earlier this morning, they were uh, you know, positive. They felt like he'd be back. We'll find out a little bit more today. We'll be in a non-padded practice, see how he moves around. He was feeling really good last week. He's had good mobility in it, and uh, it was just going to be about getting his strength back, and we'll be able to tell a little bit more. The, the great thing about Caden is, is he's played so many games and he's taken so many repetition. You're not looking at a newer guy. You're looking at a seasoned veteran guy, and you're also looking at a guy that probably has as much to do with leadership within that offensive line. Yeah, that's uh, really good news. It uh, looks like Caden's coming back. Uh, that's really going to help that offensive line. I think it will. I, I way I look at it is you got Cummings, Ryan Cummings. You got Caden Jackson. You got uh, Zach Wallace. Three guys on that line that have played a lot of football for the Cowboys and have played in big games. And then you got Gavin Rush, who played the whole season last year. Now you got the experience. Um, the only uh, freshman on that offensive line is center Logan Harris, but you really have three really good offensive linemen in Cummings, Jackson, and Wallace. Um, at, at times during the course of their careers, they've been the better offensive line player on that line. So uh, that's really good news that Caden Jackson is back, and I think it can help stabilize that line. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're going to need that. Um, you know, they were asking about um, – Trey, uh, Trey Woods, and uh, 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 his progress. And um, Coach Bowl talked about Trey. I'll look at it during the course of this week, Robert, but I would say right now, Trey will get the, the lion's share of the carries. Uh, but, you know, we always evaluate during practice. Trey's getting better. 
uh, a lot of the runs that may seem simple to you and I or some person up in the stands are really more complex than, than what you might uh, see. So his learning curve, you know, he didn't have the ability to or the advantage of going through fall camp. And we switched him after fall camp. And so he's still on a learning curve. Uh, but he's doing some good things. That was on Trey Woods. Uh, yeah, I think he's improving. He looks, uh, he's getting better opportunities as we go along. He's had a, he had a couple of pretty good runs uh, against Utah State. Uh, and some of the uh, other running backs uh, also had some success. So I think the, we're seeing progress there. Trey Woods um, is a player that I, I can see athleticism when he gets through a hole into the open field. Um, he's a guy that I think the future could be bright for him when he puts 10 to 20 pounds onto that frame and gets a little bit more power. Again, this is all about it comes back on this offensive line. I believe the offensive line can start gelling, open up some holes. Guys like Trey Woods, Overstreet can do good enough to get the job done in the run game. We know Josh Allen has the capability on uh, certain plays to get out there and really uh, pick some nice yardage up. Um, but Trey Woods is is a back that you can certainly see uh, some potential because um, it seems like he's gotten out in that open field a couple times and made some big gains for the Cowboys. Well, you know, uh, on our offensive side, I think um, I think we're going to see some uh, progress. Uh, but the Boise does have a pretty aggressive defense, and at least they showed a lot of that in their um, a somewhat surprising victory over uh, San Diego State. I mean, uh, what was the score of that game? It was pretty significant. Um, uh, 31-14. Um, 31-14. I was surprised by the final score. I, I just thought San Diego State was playing really well. Uh, they'd beaten a couple uh, Pac-12 schools uh, easily. I wouldn't say easily, but they distanced themselves from them. Um, looked pretty good during the course of their schedule. They beat a good Northern Illinois team. Um, and they all, and you know, Boise State just came ready to play. And that's kind of with Boise State is they still have good athletes. They still have some good players. And it seems like when they play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, their program seems to have that history of winning, winning big games when they're ready to play. So hopefully some of that Tiger was taken out of them against San Diego State at San Diego State um, versus coming off them, uh, playing them coming off a loss. Well, uh <laughs> Uh, of course, um, Bowl was asked about their defense and their aggressive defense, and uh, here's what he had to say. Well, I think it all meshes together because you can be aggressive all you want to up front, but if you're not strong in the back end, you're going to have some holes. And, you know, they, uh, they, they, they I don't want to say take some chances because what they do is well thought out. However, if you don't have guys in the back end to be able to cover up some of those aggressive plays and you're going to have some problems so you've got a really experienced uh, I know one corner quarters play it seemed like forever um, but you've got a, a really aggressive defensive front I mean those guys are, are, are penetrating they're shooting gaps they're very disruptive and those pose problems for our style of offense so yeah the we're going to probably see a lot of blitzing uh, you know and uh, uh, it's going to take a balanced attack and now, a lot of people have been grumbling about it, but it seems like uh, for Bowl and uh, Vegan, uh, the best thing uh, in their minds, it, uh, their philosophy is is to get that run game going because it, it, uh, everything uh, branches off from that. Some other people would like to see the um, 
passing game emphasized and then maybe open up the running game. But um, uh, I think the style of play of Boise is going to kind of dictate uh, how the Cowboys approach this. Cowboys are going to have to uh, find ways to really get in the seams of Boise state. And I'm not sure pounding the ball right at Boise state's going to work very effectively. Um, So there's going to have to be some mixing up. Now I'm not an offensive coordinator and I don't really spend a whole lot of times questioning play calling and that type of thing. Cause those coaches are in the film room all the time, reviewing defenses. They know a lot more than what the fans actually just see from the, the seats. So I don't really criticize that, but I don't think the Cowboys are going to get away with trying to run the ball and establish a running game. That's going to be important part. They're going to have to do that, but there's going to need to be some balance in there, like you said, and I'll be very interested to see how coach vegan and coach bowl and that staff uh, approaches this game offensively. Cause I think that's going to be a key in this game, uh, the offensive line playing well and a, a good play calling, good balance of play calling. Well, you know, we've been talking about the defense and how well they played, uh, what they're going to be facing against Boise is interesting because they have kind of a dual quarterback system now. And uh, he was asked about Cozart, uh, was one of the other um, uh, quarterbacks. You've got Rippon, of course. And uh, uh, Bowl approach, or, uh, Bowl was talked or talked about or was asked about that, I shouldn't say. A little bit uh, more mobility. Uh, it's not that the Rippon's not mobile, but I think a little bit more mo- mobile. And uh, what's interesting, though, is he's, his completion percentage is a little bit better than Rippon. Um, but it's a one-two punch, and it does uh, uh, pose somewhat of a challenge. They are a little bit different. They do some different things with those guys. So, yeah, we have that. And uh, if they're coming together, that's going to give the uh, defense uh, some problems. Uh, also, um, it looks like the running game uh, is uh, coming together. It wasn't doing so well at the beginning of the year. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, starts with an M. Um, uh, they were t- Modster, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I don't rem- quite remember the name of that running back, but he he is certainly starting to get into a rhythm, starting to run the ball better, and they're starting to run the ball better, and like I was talking about the Cowboys as the season progresses, the, the seasons do change. The teams do change. And Boise state is starting to get that rhythm offense a little bit more with the running game where we hope the pokes can start really getting to that position. Well, uh, bowl was asked about the running game. Well, it makes it much more challenging, Robert, when you're, when you're looking at defending and you have to defend everything, then where if, if you've got just a, uh, a one-dimensional offense that you're playing against, particularly if they're just going to throw and they haven't been effective in the running game, that makes a big difference, and they're generating yards. And uh, Madsen's a good running back, and that offensive line's doing a good job. So, yeah, so he's been approached by that. So Boise's going to offer some um, some challenges uh, to the Cowboys for sure. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think that um, having – Having won last year, and, and, you know, last year was last year. I mean, that's uh, one of the old sayings. But uh, this team, uh, some of the veterans on this team now know that they can beat these guys. And so I think that's going to help. Can't keep uh, lose sight of what Coach Bowles tried to do with this program, um, incremental growth, incremental improvement. 
And sometimes I think that gets lost. Fans get disappointed on, on, on a loss to a team early in the season or the team's not meeting expectations. Um, but we got to remember this is an incremental uh, building process for Coach Bowl, and uh, they're going in this game with an opportunity to take it to the next level, like you mentioned earlier while we were talking. This is an opportunity for the Cowboys to – man, if we can get into Boise and win that game, that's going to really position them well for, for the remainder of the, the conference race, I tell you. Well, Bo was asked about competing with Boise. Well, I think we said last year's last year. <clears throat> uh, but there's a there's somewhat of a you know feeling, okay, we can't compete because until last year we were not even on the same field. Um, you know, going on the road and playing in there would be a little bit more of a unique situation. Uh, there is a confidence level our football team has. Uh, there was a feeling in the locker room after the Utah State game, we had to win it the hard way. And sometimes those wins can really help uh, propel you to a, a great trajectory. Uh, this will be a new week, but there's no doubt our, our players are playing with a great deal of confidence. They're enjoying being around one another. Uh, there's a great deal of energy on the practice field. Uh, I had breakfast with them this morning, and uh, I know our guys are excited about playing this game. So there you have uh, the Boise State game. Uh, here we are talking, uh, well, we're recording this on Thursday evening. So uh, the Cowboys will be on their way to Boise uh, Friday, sometime Friday. I guess they leave in the morning. So um, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I think that um, even though Boise played really well against San Diego State, I think that uh, uh, we're going to be competitive. This team is a competitive team, and they uh, – uh, they have really a belief in themselves. Uh, in fact, um, uh, Josh Allen, in his uh, press conference uh, right after Bowl, uh, was um, asked about um, uh, their feelings on uh, uh, their winning season. Oh, absolutely. You know, away wins when you're getting to celebrate in their locker room and um, it's the plane ride home is... It's just fun. It's a it's a good feeling, and um, every time you lose on the road, it's exact opposite. You know, the plane rides quiet, and you don't really hear anything on the plane, and it's just kind of sad and dull. But uh, you know, it's definitely a confidence booster. It's a character builder to go over there and uh, win how we did. So um, uh, that winning on the road thing was a really important. Uh, building block, I think, uh, for this team because they've struggled on the road in the past. Good point. And uh, Coach Bull brought that up too. Um, winning these type of games and you have to fight and go through some obstacles and adversity to win games can really help the confidence of a, a football team. And um, I just felt that the Utah State win very much was like that, going on the road and winning a game front of a hostile crowd or a good crowd, a tough place to play. And you kind of feel like it just added a little bit more confidence to this football team that may be exactly what they need to go into Boise. But I think going into this season, this was, was a team with a different mentality than past Wyoming football teams. They've had some difficulties early in the season, but I think this is a team that's confident they can win the league. They played for the Mount West conference championship last year and they, feel like they can go into Boise and win a game. I think they understand it's a tough game. I'm expecting the Cowboys to play very competitive in the game, and uh, I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Well, Josh was asked about uh, his uh, his feelings about playing Boise. I mean, you, you understand that Boise is going to be 
a good team every year. They're always well coached, and they always get some some good recruits. Um, you know, but I think you know they, they, their game against San Diego State was you know a testament to how hard they're going to play and um, whether they were struggling on on offense or defense at the beginning of the season. I think they're starting to get things rolling. So uh, you know, getting in, watching film as much as possible, and starting to develop a game plan with our offensive mm -hmm. staff is going to be key this week. You know, it's. Uh, Never easy to beat Boise, especially in their stadium. Um, has been done, so we're going to see what we can do to get that job done. So, yeah, that's a big challenge for the Cowboys um, facing Boise. I don't uh, I don't believe we've ever won there either. I, I think we've beaten Boise once in our history. You are correct. Uh, last year was the first time Wyoming beat Boise State in a football game. They'd won, what, 10 in a row? And uh, this will be the first time we've beaten Boise at Boise State. Now, Boise State hasn't lost a lot of home games to a lot of teams, so it's it's not an embarrassment to have a losing streak necessarily there. But if the Cowboys want to get to where they want to get, uh, this this is a great uh, opportunity for them to get forward with getting a big win. Well, yeah, and uh, I think uh, I think we've covered that pretty good. And uh, so, uh, in honor of playing uh, the um, Boise State Broncos. Uh, I thought we'd give him a horse whinny. Here, listen to this. Okay, well, that was my budget's pretty low here. So that's. I think that works, Jeff. <laughs> that was about the best. That was about the best I could do there. So, um, but yeah, okay. So we've, um, we're ready to go play Boise. Uh, but that's not the only news that's going on on the Wyoming football front. Uh, not too long ago, uh, Coach Joe Tiller, former Wyoming coach who went on to Purdue, uh, he passed away up in uh, Buffalo uh, a little while back. And uh, I was thinking about Coach Joe. Uh, uh, a lot of people have the thoughts of the what ifs if, you know, we hadn't. Uh, if he hadn't left and gone on to Purdue, uh, what Wyoming's uh, uh, decade of despair, <laughs> 2000s, uh, would have been like um, uh, had he stayed. Uh, when he was at Wyoming, he was 39-30-1, and, and I guess that was part of the frustration uh, when um, Moon came in, Lee Moon, the athletic director, he didn't quite encourage him to stay. Well, uh, with Joe uh, <coughs> Taylor, excuse me, he basically was a coach that when he took over for Roach, um, he had some middle-of-the-road seasons. And what I remember in 1995, I believe the Cowboys were 3-5 and five at that point in the season and lost three consecutive games to BYU, Utah, and Colorado State. He was on the hot seat. Um, fan, you know, he was one of those guys who's going to be back next year type uh, situation. And what ended up happening is the Cowboys went on a three game winning streak to end the season in the season at six and five, which led into 1996, where they went 10 and two. So at one point, the Cowboys had something like the longest winning streak in the country. And uh, he got that 10 and two team going forward, um, going played for the uh, WAC championship against BYU, got snubbed out of a bowl game, had Marcus Harris's Blittenkoff winner. 
um, what he did is when he ended up leaving for Purdue, um, he really set Dana Dimmel up for, for three years. I mean, his uh, foundation of recruiting that had paid off for a long term period of time actually started paying off really well under Dimmel. Now Dimmel wasn't able to take that to a championship level, but for three years, the Cowboys were really good. So once Dimmel left town, fleed for Houston, the program really bottomed out. So that's a good question. Joe Tiller decides to stay the remainder of his career at Wyoming. I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that the, the success would have been a lot readier in the, in the two thousands. Well, I've often had the feeling that he wanted to stay. Uh, but um, like you said, uh, he didn't seem to be welcomed. Um, the fans weren't um, too pleased with him. I guess that uh, the other factor in his leaving was people were really upset about that championship game with the, um, uh, the safety if uh, you recall that he he uh, he took a safety rather than punting the ball out, uh, BYU got in close enough and uh, wasn't that overtime they scored a um, a field goal to win it. Do I have that right? That is correct. Uh, what I remember about the safety was that earlier in the season or the previous year, BYU had this uh, this. Uh, kick returner that was very a uh, very good kick return and they returned a touchdown back in Provo to beat the Cowboys and now the Cowboys are pinned deep and I think that was on top of Tiller's mind uh, Jermaine Dye I believe was the kickoff returner for BYU and I think he did not want to kick the ball to Dye to want to leave it to his defense to hold hold BYU late in the game and you know the defense got I I believe I looked look back at some old video of the game and I think BYU got some calls down the stretch to tie that game up. Um, seems some holding calls didn't happen. Um, but yeah, the fans were not happy with, with the safety. Uh, quite frankly, the fans are very lukewarm with Tiller most of his career at Wyoming. Now people have very fond memories of Tiller, but I just remember going to college. That's when I was going to the university of Wyoming to school. And there was still, a, cause he was replacing Paul Roach. Not a lot of happiness with Tiller's very lukewarm, um, feel towards him through the fan base until he got that 10 and two season and, and fans were still unhappy with him after that. Um, so that I don't know how much that played in a factor with Joe leaving, but Lee moon, what I heard was certainly not doing his best to try to keep Joe Tiller and Laramie. Yeah. I, 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 he wanted to bring his own people in. So uh, that was kind of the, the feeling that I got. Now I was in the army at the time and stationed over in Europe during that whole uh, series, you know, during the nineties, early nineties and, uh, to mid. And so I missed all of that. Uh, the only thing I can get is snippets of, uh, uh, game reports that my mother would, uh, uh, mail me. And I'd get that of course a week or two <laughs> after the game. So, right. Uh, right. and this was before the internet and all that, you know, that's ancient, you know, uh, back in stone tablet times. And so, uh, <laughs> It was really hard to keep up with the Wyoming uh, being stationed over in Europe. So I personally don't have a lot of memories of Joe Tiller, but he certainly was beloved. He, he, uh, he certainly loved Wyoming, uh, witness to the fact that after he retired from um, uh, Purdue, he came back and um, had a home in the... Um, Buffalo area. I'm not exactly sure where it was, but it was in the Buffalo area. But while he was at Purdue, 
Of course, um, Drew Brees, the quarterback Drew Brees, uh, played under him. Uh, he had uh, a uh, well, all his entire career, a 126 wins, 92 losses, one tie. And uh, he went to 11 bowl games, including the Rose Bowl at Purdue. So uh, he had a very successful career. And it kind of falls in line with Wyoming's tradition of raising up coaches and then sending them off to glory. Uh, because we've had a lot of good coaches that we've sent off, and they have done really well. Yeah, Joe was definitely on that list uh, with success at Purdue, and he his off wide open offense during that period of time was revolutionary type offense, and worked really well in the Big Ten, where a lot of people doubted that off that spread offense could work in the Big Ten conference and you know he was an offensive coordinator under Paul Roach during Wyoming's successful run so he has a great history at Wyoming a great football history in the Big Ten and um, the people in Purdue I know appreciate uh, Joe Tiller there well rest in peace Joe Uh, we remember you and uh, once a cowboy always a cowboy and so um, in fact the players are going to wear a special sticker i believe on the helmet i think that was announced i saw that on the website the other day uh uh, jt uh initials on the back of their helmets so yeah that's homecoming game against new mexico uh, is that the homecoming game they're not gonna oh they're not starting and now they're gonna wait homecoming okay yeah that's correct it's the homecoming game against new mexico Okay. Now, I could be corrected in the future on that, but that's what I believe was the case. Okay. Well, at, at some point, they're going to honor Joe Tiller and uh, uh, and look forward to seeing that. Well, uh, I think we've covered this with a blanket. Uh, we're going to go into um, the Boise game, and uh, we're looking for some success. So uh, it's about that time. So I'm going to reach over here to the office refrigerator and pull out one here and um, ah yes there we go Mm. well Ian it's about that time time to wrap it up this is our fifth Go Y.O. Go podcast and of course we'll try to be back here next week Hopefully with a victory. So, Ian, you uh, you have a good Colorado weekend out there, and um, let's all cheer on the Cowboys. All right. All right. Uh, take care, Jeff, and make sure you stay up late and have a lot of coffee on Saturday night. Well, you know I'm going to need it, so um, uh, we'll uh, we'll do that. So let's uh, get on out of here. There you have it. The Go Wild Go podcast. Brought to you by Go Wild Go and Ian McMacken, the publisher. Join us every Friday morning for the Go Wild Go podcast. We're available on iTunes, and you can get it off the Go Wild Go website, of course. This has been a production 
of Jackalope Ridge Media, all rights reserved.